Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jones. Bowden. He's got it. Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match. Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. The second test match, second day is done from Multan, and England have got a strong grip on the game, having replied to Pakistan's rather disappointing score with 202 for five of their own. So they have a lead now of 281. Simon, uh, it's defied our predictions, this game, as England have done quite consistently recently. We thought Pakistan would get a lead, but it wasn't to be. Well, the big moment in that day, I think, was Baba Azam dismissed on on 75. Pakistan were making serene progress. You thought, goodness me, where's a wicket going to come from? Pakistan are going to get a lead. Baba Azam's going to get a big 100. And then... Finally, Ben Stokes turned to Ollie Robinson, the sixth bowler used after his match-winning, player-of-the-match-winning performance in the last game. He finally used him, and would you know it, second ball, he got through Baba's defences with one that just nipped back. It was a lovely piece of bowling, Baba on the drive, through the gate, and from there, England barely looked back in the day's play. They totally dominated it, and I wonder whether you know this was the day really where you know you, you think yeah they're going to win the series. I mean you should not lose a game from here. They've got a really firm grip on the match, and they talk about the third day being moving day. Yours third day being moving day. Well, this was moving day for England today. Bowl Pakistan out, and then just make the most of it. Uh, with the bat, 281, still five wickets in hand. Pakistan was still talking a good game afterwards. So Shaquille came out and said, the game is still 50-50. That's what he said to me. I suppose you've got to keep believing. They said they chased 350 against Sri Lanka. But I don't know. This, this, this feels like what a position England are in. I mean, a great position to be in after two days. 
symptomatic of the way England are playing at the moment that the moving day has moved forward a day from the third day <laughs> to the second day. Everything's just so cricket on speed, isn't it? Speeded up. Although, actually, today it was more, in a way, slightly more traditional test cricket, wasn't it? Because there was a lot of very accurate bowling in the morning session, which seemed to sort of slightly mesmerise Pakistan. And then with the bat, as you as you say, a, a sort of rather more measured approach with the bat, with the pitch doing a little bit. And the batsmen, having in a way made their statements in the first innings and obviously in the first test, there's there's a sort of slight in, intimidatory kind of approach that, that the Pakistanis are feeling. And therefore, I mean, I thought it was interesting that Duckett, when he came into bat in the second innings... They had four men on the boundary to the spinners straight away. And that was a product of all his sweeping and reverse sweeping and general kind of frolicking at the at the wicket in the first innings, which put the bowlers under pressure. And that whole idea of trial by spin, men round the bat and the vultures hovering, just isn't there anymore. Yeah, I thought he played really well, Ben Duckett. He, he, he was excellent and he was the most fluent of England's players until Harry Brook took over in the, in the latter uh, part of the day. He, he just looked so at home, actually. Uh, he was saying after the first day that Abra, you know, he, he, he's just a leg spinner who, who did bowl beautifully, but you know, he was trying to sort of demystify him, if you like, and he went out and backed up his words because he, he played Abra you know, really quite comfortably. Uh, you know, he did get out to him eventually, but by then he'd done the damage. He'd made 79 and England was sort of bounding and you know, not quite over the hill, but you know, qu- quite a long way in the distance. And you know, he's been one of the revelations of this tour. We saw him in the T20 series uh, earlier this year against Pakistan. He looked at home sweeping, reverse sweeping in the T20 on these pitches because he's played here in the Pakistan Super League. And he's really taken a big step forward. I mean, I think at the start of the series, I don't know whether you thought it, I mean, I, I just assumed that Keaton Jennings was going to open the innings. But, but you know, they went with Ben Duckett. He's, he's more a sort of a Baz McCullum sort of player, I suppose, which is not to you know, detract from Jennings. He's a you know, decent player. But he's more, you know, Duckett really shown something out here, uh, extra quality. And, you know, it was a more measured innings. It wasn't bang, bang, bang. It wasn't reverse sweeping, sweeping everything. In fact, there were many fewer sweeps in this innings, but it was just uh, you know a lovely controlled innings. Actually, it was a bit disappointing for him when he when he was dismissed because it was a really low ball from Abra. It was a long hop, basically. It didn't bounce, and Duckett was thinking. I think everyone was thinking, "Here's four, and he just went under the bat. And he just couldn't get underneath it, hit it for four. It deserved to go for four. It ended up taking a wicket, and Abra actually was a little bit embarrassed uh, to take a wicket uh, with that delivery, although. Uh, he, on 69, Duckett was dropped at mid-wicket, a really bad drop by uh, Barbara Zam that cost uh, 10 runs. But you, know, you, you think about the, the World Cup next year in, in India, you know, Ben Duckett has made his way in the Test match team. You could definitely see him uh, you know, being a, a member of England's uh, white ball team, one-day team in, in India uh, this time next year. Mm. Yes, and actually, it would be the logical replacement for somebody like Jason Roy, who's less at home against the spinning ball uh, he's tried to improve it and obviously he's still the man in possession in a way but well in the t20 format anyway no sorry in the odi format anyway but over time and so, so certainly in those conditions as you say duckett uh, is, is seems like a sort of more suitable option what about england's bowling that 
the way they approached it today, I like the way that Robinson came on in the 35th over uh, for the first time in the innings. And as you say, produced that wicked delivery to, to Babrazan. And then... You liked he, that, he was, Yost, did you? You liked that? Well, I did, I did like that. I mean, it's lovely to see a bit of you know, reverse swing conjuring through the gate of a classic batsman. A bit of a lazy drive, to be honest, from Baba, but just a beautifully pitched delivery. What, what you want to do with reverse swing, actually, is that there's a general misconception that you need to bowl really full. But actually, you don't, because that often leaks runs. You're better off with reverse swing, bowling just a normal length or just slightly full of a length to give the ball the chance to swing, but not make it easy for the batsman to drive. And that ball was just in that kind of area where it wasn't quite full enough to drive, but it was full enough to get a bit of swing. And it just did enough to, to get through the gate. So a, a beautiful bit of bowling. Then, you know, Robinson alternating with Anderson and Wood coming in for a, a few overs, uh, uh, you know, sort of a, a, bit of a bit of chopping and changing. And, of course, Leach rotating a lot from, from one end. And, and a wonderful day for him, really. Not many authentic wickets, or two, well, two really good. I'll start that again. A wonderful day for Leach. 100th Test wicket, joining that elite club. And some classic deliveries as well, in amongst some sort of fairly regulation stuff and not that much help in the pitch. But he did produce two really good uh, wicket-taking deliveries. He got Shafiq out yesterday and then beautiful delivery today to get Mohamed Rizwan and that really opened the door for England didn't it yeah uh, it, it did and he didn't start the day particularly well I think Barber is, is, is such a good player and he looks so comfortable against Jack Leach and, and Barber was milking him for runs but the, the, the beauty I suppose of this England attack is they have got lots of options so you think spinning pitch rely on your main spinner they didn't have to they could withdraw him from the attack and then they use their other options like you said they, they use Robinson the, the reason I asked you about Robinson you, you liked the fact that Robinson was introduced in the 35th over I presumably you mean you liked the way he bowled when he was introduced in the 35th over. What about leaving him so late to bowl? Well, no, I, I like that as well because I don't, as, as England have recognised, these are not conventional English conditions. And Robinson, you know, started out as a conventional English seam bowler, but he's learnt new skills on this trip. And he's now become, to me, with Stokes... England's best reverse swing bowler. And that's saying quite a lot because obviously Anderson's pretty good at it as well. But Robinson seems to have found an extra uh, an extra gear in reverse swing as well. And he bowled so well in that last test match. So saving him for when the ball was starting to move reverse, in reverse, if you like, in this innings, I thought was a masterstroke. And he delivered immediately. Yeah, he did. He got Barber out with his second ball, as we mentioned. The other interesting thing I thought about England's bowling today is, you know, sometimes you think on a pitch where there is some spin and you know, Jack Leach bowled a couple of rippers, yeah, to get rid of uh, Shafiq and particularly to get rid of Rizwan. The ball after Rizwan had popped him down the ground uh, for four. Rizwan, I think, was anticipating a ball that was going to be a bit shorter and he was on the back foot to a ball he might have been forward to, but it, it, it pitched leg and hit the top of off, which is, you know, any spinner loves that, absolutely loves it. And, uh, you know, Jack Leach, in a way, I mean, it, that, that wasn't the 100th wicket, but that was probably the wicket that gave him uh, most uh, pleasure. But what England did do, I, which I thought was really interesting, I was talking to 
Vic about this at the back of the box. He said, on pitches that are spin, something will happen. So what you want to do is dry up the scoring so you don't need to be too attacking. And so you have a, you have a ring field, you have a man out to, to stop the big shot. And then you you know you have a couple of close catches, and something will happen, and, and batters get frustrated. And what what happened after Baba uh, was dismissed is that Pakistan went nowhere. They just blocked. They couldn't score. They couldn't rotate the strike. And gradually the pressure uh, built up and up. And of course, what happened was is just about every time they played a shot, uh, they got out, and that 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 really played into England's hand. I and mean, if you showed a compilation tape of the dismissals, you'd think you know what on earth. Are, on earth were they doing? You know, there was Mohammed uh, Nawaz driving to Robinson at mid-off. There was uh, Shaquille playing out towards uh, deep mid-wicket. There was uh, Fahim Ashraf clipping wood off his hip towards deep backwards square leg. You know, they look they look sort of poor shots, but it was it was created by the moment. It was created by the pressure that England were able to exert over. Uh, Pakistan's batting and add that to Salman Aga as well who first ball root bowled round the wicket to him he came down the pitch and clipped it straight to Stokes at mid-wicket it, lo- you know, it looked quite tame from Pakistan but it was that pressure that England were able to build by actually you know we think about this England team being really attacking but by not being too attacking against this Pakistan uh, batting lineup, and so that that worked for England I mean what a what a morning session it was Yoz Pakistan lost eight for sixty in, in twenty eight overs, but underline that twenty eight overs. It wasn't. It was a collapse, and it was quickish, but it wasn't really quick. You know, twenty eight overs, two runs and over. That just shows the the pressure that England were able to build on this Pakistan batting lineup. Yes, yeah, so Pakistan slightly mesmerised by England's approach, and that, you know the the way they utilised the different bowlers, the, the field settings were were very good, and then England with the bat, a, li- a little bit of an early. Uh, Sort of stutter, I suppose, with the loss of of Zach mm. Crawley, and then Will Jack sent in to almost pinch hit, I suppose, uh, to give Ollie. Well, Pope I think a that was because they wanted Pope down the order. Yeah, yeah they wanted to, to give Pope a bit of a rest. A little bit yeah. of a rest. Yeah. So he he had a bit of a go and and obviously failed. Then you had that partnership between Duckett and uh, and Root, which was reasonably fluent. And I I just think again after the Duckett Root partnership, Harry Brook, and he played a shot today. Which I don't think I've, if I've ever seen one, it wouldn't have been played on a pitch like this. He came up the wicket to the the leg spinner bowling round the wicket, Mamu bowling round the wicket into the rough, very wide outside the leg stump, and Harry Brook came down the wicket outside the line of the ball, so even further down the leg side, and out of the rough drove it majestically through the offside for a boundary. I mean, you might as well just take the stumps away when he bats because it doesn't even matter where they are. <laughs> and he's just got this this hint of genius about him, I think. It's a really big thing to say about a player so young and, and so new to international cricket. But everything we've seen uh, from this year uh, suggests that he's got it all. What, what was it? I think Paul Collingwood said he called him Joe Root with shots. Uh, which is a bit, or something like that. Anyway, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit harsh on Joe dabby. Root, really. Well, it is, it is. I mean, Root, you know, obviously we know he's a, he's a magnificent high-class player. He hasn't quite fired so far in this series. Abra's got him out uh, twice in, in this match and uh, Joe Root admitted that he, he played a poor shot in the first innings of the first test. He did come up the runs, of course, in the in the second innings and most of the England batters have scored. Uh, but, but Harry Brook, I mean... 
it's easy to eulogise and go over the top, isn't it, about a young player? But from, from what we've seen, he is a, a star in the making, and you, you just you just have to have him in that England side. He probably, you know, he would have played earlier. We've talked about this before, haven't we? If it hadn't been for the fact that England were doing so well, there wasn't an obvious space in the side. You know, he would have been in earlier this year. He's he's a sort of player yeah. you want in earlier. And I'll tell you one of the things that, that makes him truly exceptional is his pulling ability. Because especially against spin, he pulls a ball which just isn't short. And it, it's so difficult then to bowl a length to a player like that if they're then also good on the front foot. And this is something that Zach Crawley has a little bit of, actually. Against the seamers, he again pulls a ball which isn't all that short. And then it means the bowlers have to pitch it a bit up, a bit further up, and then he can drive. So it, it's a very good way of, sort of manipulating the length of the bowler. But I have seen a player pull balls that, that Harry Brook pulls, but not from England. Uh, that, that was somebody that was a little way back now. Aravinda de Silva played for Sri Lanka for many years. Phenomenal player. He was about five foot two, so everything to him was short and, and rose, rising up. So as an you know as a little kid, and in fact I bowled to him and even coached him as a little kid when he was about eleven or twelve in Sri Lanka, and he pulled everything then. He pulled half volleys practically, but that was because of his size. <laughs> everything rose up above the waist, uh, so he was very proficient at that particular shot, and it made him very difficult to bowl at. I've never seen a player from England quite so good, so quite so quick onto the short ball to pull it away, particularly against spin. And then after that, bowlers have to pitch it up. And of course, then he can thread it through the offside off the front foot. So his, his speed, the hand speed in that pull shot is remarkable. I mean, bigger tests are going to come, aren't they? notably next summer when he plays against that Australian attack, that excellent Australian attack, and, and, and that will be a different challenge. And what happens with most young players, nearly, nearly all young players, is they have a they have highs and then they have a few Sophomore slump, they call it, don't they? Sophomore yeah. slump. Yeah. yeah. Second year and, syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that challenge is ahead of him, and we, we've known players in the past. I mean, most players have been dropped. Joe Root. You know, was dropped. Ian Bell was dropped. So, you know, play, class players who go on to have very good international careers you know, often get dropped, and that, you know that might well happen somewhere along the way. But he he does look like he does look a very exciting uh, talent in in the English game, uh, which you know which is great for the England uh, Test match side. It's it's great for the World game actually, isn't it? To have you know good, really top class uh, young players coming through. I, I don't think this is the greatest Pakistan uh, bowling lineup. Uh, I mean, they were. He felt at times today. It was like it was Abra Ahmed against the rest. Really, I mean, he's taken a whole bundle of wickets in the game. He's taken ten wickets. He's he's pulled off a run out. He was he was the only Pakistan player not out at the end there. Uh, you know, he's had a fantastic game, but it has felt a little bit at times like you know, it, it's just him. He was the you know the main and, and only threat, and he just needed a bit more support. I mean. Mohammed Nawaz looked just innocuous, really, with his slow left arm darts. Zahid Mahmood, I just think I think England just don't worry about him. They got, he just doesn't cause them too many problems. They've seen enough of him already. They smacked him around in Ralpindi, and he he, he looks a player that they would happily bat against uh, from you know, here to eternity. And then you've got the two opening bowlers, Ashraf and Mohammed Ali, who were just steady on, on a pitch like that. Uh, it hasn't got a great deal of pace and bounce in it. It, it, you know, it wasn't a massive challenge for England. Hello. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But one thing I did note, yours was, you know, you think about this England side being attacking. And I mentioned how they were quite defensive in their fields at, at times today. And they were pretty pragmatic when they batted. I, I put a tweet out earlier saying, you know, England are back to bat in their second innings. You know, please join us on T20 match special because, uh, you know, that's the way that England play, you know, but they didn't play like that. It really was, you know, there was a ruthlessness about England today and you saw that with Ben Stokes. When he came in, Stokes saw the, just the possibility of a, a, of a crisis. They'd lost two quick wickets. They were 155 for five, so the lead was about 230. And they sort of tried to, with Brooke, they nailed down, a, a, you know, that bigger lead. They, you know, they added another, what, 40-odd runs just to make sure that there wasn't going to be a collapse and they're going to let Pakistan back into the game. And that is what you would call, I suppose, much more traditional thinking in, in, in Test Match cricket. And we've, we have seen it at times this year. We saw it at Old Trafford when Stokes played that really calculated innings to help win the match against uh, South Africa. And we saw it today. So it's not all go, go, go. Uh, so, you know, you can play pragmatic cricket and that can translate into winning cricket. You know, England have entertained enough here already. Now it's time to get the ruthless caps on and win the series. Mm. A little one, one more word about Pakistan, actually. You mentioned their bowling being a little weak. And obviously you compare that to Pakistan sides of the past with, you know, Wazim Makram, Waka Yunis. Don't forget somebody like Akib Javid, who was a, a very fine bowler for Hampshire and Pakistan. Uh, swinging the ball both ways, and then the likes of Mushtaq Ahmed or a Saklane Mushtaq or someone like that to spin the ball, So or, or Abdul Qadir before that. So you know, they've always had a very good mix of seam and swing bowlers and spinners. Now also, they're looking weak in the batting after number five. And if you think again to Pakistan sides of the past, uh, the likes of Salim Malik, who came in at five or six and scored a number of run big centuries in Test cricket. Uh, Inzaman Mulhak, when he first came in, was, was five or six. And then Imran Khan could bat at six or seven in the side and had Test hundreds to his name. So there was a lot more depth to the Pakistan side than you see now. They Where are the really you know insatiable big run scorers in Pakistan cricket who could come in five, six and seven and make your life a misery? They don't seem to exist. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I was imp- I've been impressed with Saad Shaquille in this test series so far. He's gritty. Uh, he gave it away today against Jack Leach. He hit him for 1-4, and then Leach had the man back today at deep mid-wicket, and he went for the shot again, skewed it out there, and actually t- two players were going for it. It looked like it was going to be a collision. Jimmy Anderson was going one way. He was probably the... He, it probably wasn't his catch. It, I think it was Will Jacks' catch. But anyway, Anderson uh, pouched in. So Saad Shaquille rather th- thrown it away, but he, he batted well uh, today. He looked really solid, I thought, in that partnership with Barbara Zam but I think that's the point isn't it Bar- Barbara Zam is so crucial to them it's not it's not a one-man batting lineup but he is he is everything to them and you get his wicket it feels like such a, a psychological blow I mean you sense it from the crowd as well because you know when he when the wicket falls before he comes in the crowd start cheering you know it's a bit you know it's the, it's the Tendulkar factor and, and you know there is that weight of pressure on on, on Barbara Zam the, the captain he has made runs in the series and he's looked uh, really good but it looks as if you know he's going to lead his side to a serious defeat unless we see something uh, pretty special over the next uh, two days, I would say three days, we've got three days left, but I mean, I'd be surprised if the game went another three days. It, feel, it feels like it could end tomorrow, possibly, um, or more likely to end on the, on the fourth day. Um, but Pakistan's still talking a good game, as I said. They, you know, we've, we've knocked these off before, 350. The pitch is not impossible to bat on, as England showed uh, today. So perhaps there is still some hope from Pakistan. And you, you, I don't think you want to be categorical about anything in cricket these days, uh, the way this England side play. You know, we see all sorts of things, and we've seen all sorts of things. But, you know, 281 in the bank after two days, five wickets left. How many, how many do they want to... What, what, what do they want minimum tomorrow, Yoz, do you think, uh, from here to feel, uh, you know, no worries? Jack, Jack Leach said, I'd love 500 to bowl. That would cause all spinners. <laughs> of course he would. They want masses of runs, don't they? They need another 70 or 80, don't they? They're at 350. Uh, Pakistan chased 340 in Sri Lanka, didn't they, not so long ago? But I think this is a pitch which won't be easy. It's going to get worse. It's doing enough already. England have got a good mix of bowlers. You know, how, how quickly things change. We were worried about England taking 20 wickets in this part of the world. Well, now we're not worrying about that so much, are we? I think think they've got enough. I mean, Joe Root picked up two wickets today, so they've got enough variety. It's just how they make use of that. And Stokes seems to be a master at at how to manipulate his bowling attack. Um, Any shootouts in the neighbourhood today? (laughs) Thankfully not. Well, I've obviously not been at the hotel today, and the shootout was uh, about half a mile away from where I am at the moment. Uh, so I, I haven't heard of any, but I mean, we, we got the old closed off road again today and that eerie feeling of driving 10 miles with, with police uh, lining the roads. Those of you who didn't listen to the podcast last night, there's the overwhelming security. I think that's the, that's the other thing about th- th- this match as well. You know, t- amazing security and organisation to get this match on. And it could, it could end in three days. Um, actually, probably the locals will probably be quite glad if it does because the streets will be open the whole time and they won't have the convoys and the players going through and the businesses around the ground and on the way to the ground will be able to uh, stay open. But they have to do it all again for the New Zealand Test match, which is starting in the new year. They've got uh, back-to-back Test matches here in Moldtown. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, it would be. it's great to be back in Pakistan. It's great to have you know, Test match cricket here. But, I mean, so far, Pakistan have been very much second best and England have really subdued them and it's been very disappointing for Pakistan. There have been a few you know, decent performances. Abra, of course, Saad Shaquille. Uh, but, but generally speaking, uh, they, they've not been able to, to match uh, the ebullience, really, of this England side. I mean, just on Pakistan's batting, I mean, you know, someone like Rizwan, who's a dangerous player, I wonder whether he's more of like a 6-7. I mean, he came in at 5 in this Test match. 
They had no Azar Ali. We told he was fit to play. Um, he did take that finger knock in the last game. He was fit, but they they left him out. He's a very experienced player. Again, moving towards the end, close on 100 test matches. Yeah, they've got a few problems, haven't they? But England have exposed them. I think that's the thing. They've come here and they've exposed them with, with the, the way they've played. Unless, of course, we're going to see something really special in the next couple of days in Pakistan, make everybody eat their words, and Barbazam gets 150 and... You know, Shafiq gets run, whatever, you know, gets runs in the in the fourth innings of the match. But you know, the the general flow of the game, the flow of the series, the logic of Test match cricket, if there is such a thing these days with England, suggests that sometime tomorrow or the next day, England will win a Test match in Pakistan for the second time in the series, for the first time ever. So you've been watching Bristol City on telly. <laughs> uh, good omen for tonight's match. England-France? Well, um, three points were, were garnered in a, in a hideous match um, against Rotherham. Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty ugly game of football. Uh, what, and what looked like a freezing cold day up in, yeah, in Yorkshire. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen later in the, in the England. I've got to decide, Yoz, whether to stay up and watch it. It's on at midnight here. And, you know, the possibility of extra time and penalties. It could be three o'clock bedtime. I've got to be up at seven to go to the ground... Uh, the next day, I was just, you know, I'm a professional. I've got to be working, so I got a decision to make. I actually watched the Brazil game last night, uh, you know, the match against Croatia with that dramatic finish, and that finished like close on what, 11 o'clock here, and I couldn't sleep after it. You know, you used to watch a game, you get emotionally involved in an incredible finish, Croatia's equalising and then winning the penalty shootout, and the, uh, you know, the absolute um, joy for Croatia and agony for Brazil, and you sort of, you know, you get involved in the game, so you end up not sleeping so I say I get to sleep at three o'clock it might be end up getting to sleep at five o'clock and and you know two hours sleep is it going to be worth it that's the thing if you if you knew that in advance you you probably would make a decision now there's no substitute there's no substitute for watching it live is there no there's not I mean I know you can I know you can record it and and watch it tomorrow or something but it's somehow not the same is it I'd, I'd just stay up mate you know you'll you can catch up your sleep some other time come on you know it's got to you've got to watch it live yeah, well, we'll see. I didn't manage to stay up for the the, the Senegal match. Why is it? Why is it these games? Why is it the England games are at seven o'clock and not four o'clock? Four o'clock would be perfect. Anyway, what what do we think? England, what what do we think? Fifty five, forty five in France's favour. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a I, I think clash. I think. Yeah, I I just think France have got something extra, but I hope not, for the sake of uh, all the England players and fans. I sort of just sense France might win. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. We'll all find out. We'll all know at about nine o'clock tonight, or a bit, bit after that. So uh, we'll get off. Uh, we'll get off air now, so that you can prepare for that match. And we'll be back tomorrow to review the third day and perhaps crucial day, perhaps final day of this second Test match from Multan. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.